So, Ryan Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We're on page Samach Zion. This is the edition about Shabbos Kodesh. We're in the fourth chapter of the section regarding the Avoda of Motzei Shabbos. And the topic is Melava Malka, which is the meal of David HaMelech. So, after making Havdalah and... Uh, saying the various prayers. We now get down to eating. In order to draw out the light of Shabbos into the weekday, we solidify this with the Melava Malka meal. Literally, Melava Malka means Melavet, to escort Malka, the queen, the Shabbos queen. As the Gemara in Shabbos quotes Rabbi Hanina, who says... A person should always arrange his table on Matzah Shabbos, even though he isn't that hungry and would only eat a kezayis of bread. So what is the deeper understanding of this Su'udas Malava Malka? It is to draw out the holiness of all the meals of Shabbos into all the eatings of the days of the week. As the Arizal says, the Arizal says you should know there's two types of additional holiness of Shabbos that comes on the Shabbos. One is through the kavana we have in our prayers, and one is through the kavana we have at our meals. And he continues, and in order to draw out that additional kedusha of Shabbos into the weekdays, in the aspect of meals, we have the fourth meal on Matzah Shabbos, and the intention of that is to draw out the light of the holiness of the Shabbos meals to all the meals that are during the week. Okay, what does that mean exactly? So the simple meaning is that the Shabbos meals, the concept is to delight with Hashem even in the most physical elements possible. To know that everything is only Hashem, and even the physical pleasure is part of the light of Hashem, for there's no pleasure and no reality outside of Hashem. And that's what we should be experiencing on Shabbos. As we've said many times, that everything in this world is a manifestation of Hashem. And the good taste of the food that we eat is not coming from the good food, but it's coming from the benevolent holy energies that Hashem puts in the food. And when we eat the food, the focus should be on Hashem's energy of providing such tasty food, not an independent reality of the food itself. During the week, it's a difficult task, but on Shabbos, when the light of Shabbos is illuminated, we're meant to eat the meals in that way. And while we're eating the food, we should mamish delight, not just in the physical taste of the food, which is obviously there, and we should not deny that. But we should realize that that's only a stepping stone to really understand that you really are enjoying the closeness of Hashem who's providing you this wonderful taste of the food, and you're seeing the main ingredient of the food is Hashem's kindness. That's the first ingredient, so to speak. Now, as we go into the weekday where the lights of Hashem and Shabbos are not easily revealed. We try to bring that light into the weekday eating that's happening. 
to successfully feel this because during the week there's so much concealment, much more than is on Shabbos. And the way we do this as we go to section two, still on page Samar Zion, is with this meal called Malava Malka, escorting the queen. Because the simple understanding of this meal is to escort the king or the queen. And that's what we're showing. We're showing that we so much desire the Shabbos and the light of it and its holiness. Therefore, we honor it and we sing in its honor when we bring it in and take it out. And we're showing through this meal that we're continuing to desire and want the Shabbos to cleave to the light of Shabbos. And even though we're beginning the weekday on Saturday night, that's only externally. But in our inner hearts, we are still grabbing on and sitting in the light of Shabbos. And we live with this infinite light in every aspect of existence, even as we're eating food. So when a person lives with the reality of the infinite light and wants to reveal the Shekhinah, he will merit that all his eating will be with holiness. Why? Because of the recognition that all the good that is in food is only the light of Hashem in it, and the physicality is only external, it's only a tool, a vessel, and uh, that envelops Hashem's infinite kindness, light, and reality. And the person then, by this Malama Malka meal, will succeed in bringing in the Oinik Shabbos that we've been talking about into the weekday meals and to feel the divine light inside every meal that we eat in the weekdays to transform the physicality itself to become a tool that reveals divinity. That's the point of the Sudas Malava Malka. Gimel tells us as well that this Seuda is called the Seuda of David HaMelech. It's the meal of King David. Because this aspect of, re of revealing divinity within this world, this is the idea of the last of the ten spheros, which is called Malchus, and specifically the Malchus of the house of David, which will be the king of Mashiach. Because the role of the Malchus, the royalty of the house of David is to reveal that all the reality in this created world is only a tool to reveal the light of Hashem and His goodness properly and it's not an independent existence. Just like when it says when King Shlomo was sitting on his throne, it says he sat on the Kisei yud Hey and vav Hey, the throne of God. Meaning to say, he was not a king on and of himself, but he sat on the throne of God. And his whole essence of his kingship was to be a tool to reveal the honor of Hashem in this world, to reveal the divine truth that even, the, in, even in the external physical realities as such. So what does this mean? It means that a king has access to all physical resources and power the king a good successful king has unlimited power unlimited resources and the jewish king is meant to show that he's only revealing that is all hakarish baruchos 
That's why there's so many restrictions on a Jewish king in the Torah not to have too many wives, not to have too many horses, not to have too much money. Because what do you need all that for? For your own personal benefit, then it's for you. You are that's just the issue with you know the the general notion of royalty outside of the Jewish world, where the king is powerful. In the Jewish concept, it's the king represents the power of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in this world, and therefore whatever he does is only to br- his whole mission of the king is to say, how can I, with all the power that Hashem has invested in me, how can I have the entire world know that everything I have is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore I'll be able to make the greatest Kiddush Hashem. That's the idea of Malchus. And just like in the laws of a physical king, it only is reflecting the laws of Hashem. When we look at a king, we're supposed to know that's just a dogma, that's just a marshal, a parable to Hashem. For example, there's a concept of nothing stands in front of a determined will. And the king, and a king, king's will can never be stopped because he has so much power. But if he just uses it independently, then that's not what Hashem wants. He just wants the king to represent HaKadosh Baruch Hu that because I am a tool of Hashem and Hashem is all-powerful, when I invoke God's will in the world, I'm a conduit to all-powerful um, uh, resources and ability. A regular Jew can only do so much. The king is able to coalesce all the different forces and resources of an entire nation. And he's, his job is to bring that all out that the whole world will appreciate the Jewish nation as the representative of God. As Chazal say, the Melech leis lay me gar klum. Really, the king has nothing of his own. He doesn't own anything. All the wealth, all the resources, although he has access to the resources, but they're not meant to be used for his own personal desires. It's meant to be used the way Hashem wants them to be used, to bring as much of the physical world to, to be illuminated through the divine light that pierces through that. And that's the idea of the Malchus. And in the future, when Mashiach comes, this will be perfected because the Mashiach will nullify himself completely and he will be a perfect vessel to reveal the light of Hashem in the most perfect way. So this is why we call this Su'uda, the Suda of David Malka Mashiach. That's the idea of Malchus, that's the idea of Mashiach. There's another thing that is a vital component to Malava Malka, and we always mention Eliyahu Hanavi at the Malava Malka. Why? Because Eliyahu Hanavi's whole raison d'etre was a full yearning to reveal Hashem in this world. And that's why he had a tremendous amount of zealotry for Hashem, for the covenant, which is the total connection between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In footnote, Nun Bey's fascinating for you gematria buffs, Eliyahu is the gematria, well, let's see, Eliyahu is Aleph is 1, Lamed is 30, Yud is 10, Hey is 5, Vav is 6, it's 52, 
Gematria Ben. Okay. Now, that Gematria 52, by the way, if you take the name of Hashem, the Yud K Vav K, and fully write it, you know, not just the letter, but the sound that it makes, using the letter Hey. So, for example, Yud is Yud Vav Dalit, which is 20. Hey is Hey Hey, which is another 10 that makes 30. Vav is Vav Vav, another 12 that makes 42. Hey, another Hey Hey is 10 that makes 52. So Eliyahu is Hashem's name in the expanded version. And that is the name of Hashem, using Hashem's name that way, of the Malchus and the Shekhinah. And that's the whole idea. Eliyahu always wanted to bring out the Shekhinah. That was his yearning, and that's why he was so upset at Yeruvim ben Nevat and um, Achav when, you know, he was doing the opposite with idolatry. Eliyahu, it bothered him to no end that the full reality of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being insulted. That's why Leo would be very sharp to criticize all those. And that's why as well, Leo will be the one who will inform us of the redemption. Because that Geula that will come in actuality, that's everything that he wanted. Because then the true reality of Hashem will come out into the entire world. As the Pasuk in Yeshaya says that idea. And therefore, there's a power when you mention Eliyoh Anavi's name to arouse a great yearning in every Jew to leave the darkness of this world and to see the light of HaGadosh Baruch Hu inside everything in this world. Therefore, we mention Eliyoh Hanavi Zachur Latov. We mention Eliyoh at this, at this Suda, and that's why there's Miros with Eliyoh, Eliyoh Hanavi, etc., things like that. There's a great power to illuminate the truth of Shabbos inside the Gashmias. So there are two heroes of the Malava Malka, is David HaMelech and Elio Hanavi, both people who were very much involved in bringing this reality into being. Okay, we move on to page Ayin, Parakeh, the fifth and final parak of the Motzei Shabbos Avoda, and that is entitled, this is renewing our service from within faith of Hashem. So there's uh, four, five subsections, which hopefully we can do uh, in this session. They're very short. The first one says that the service of Matzi Shabbos is a renewal in service lemaisa in practice, but still to keep and maintain the aspect of Oneg and Amuna. What he's really going to talk about is the bifurcation of our actions and our understandings. So once Matzah Shabbos begins, we have to start our actual real avoda. Shabbos is just resting and taking the Oneg, but now we got to quote-unquote get to work and to yearn to achieve what we're meant to be working at as servants of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, to work at and desire and want to achieve the epitome of holiness. But with all that, we still have to cling to the Oneg Shabbos, to the true Emuna that everything's in the hands of Hashem. As it says in Shmos, right before Hashem spit the sea, it says that Yud Kevavke, Hashem, will fight for you and you won't have to fight against the Egyptians. So what's the idea? 
that even as we renew our physical efforts as ambassadors of Hashem, we have to be careful never to leave the aspect of Onek Shabbos and recognition of God. And we have to always remember that Hashem Yilochem Lochem. Hashem is the one who's ultimately fighting the battles and not us. So although we need to have renewed yearning and renewed desires every moment in our Avodah Hashem, which he calls the aspect of Bina, but he says when we're working not to get too um, excited and uh, emotionally distraught if there's any failures during the week, any concealment, because you also need chachma, wisdom. You need to have the onek Shabbos to rejoice in your portion that Hashem gave you and to believe with complete faith that everything that's going to happen to you is coming from big and lofty places and uh, which and, and that will uh, help us achieve the highest levels of Kedusha even though it doesn't appear to be that way. Okay? In other words, it looks bad, but we got to say, no, that's part of the Kedusha that exists. Continuing in subsection Bays, he said, and this is the proper way, this is the point of complete Amuna that comes together with Teshuva. Why? On the one hand, to know that at every moment there's renewal, we go further in our voda, further and further with effort and toil and yearning. On the other hand, to be so Davuk and clinging to the light of Shabbos, even on Matzi Shabbos, and to know that Hashem is with us in every situation and nothing happens outside of Him and He really is doing everything. And this is the secret, what the Zohar, it's really a Zohar, it says, David Melech Yisrael Chai Vekayom. Now, those words, is not a popular Jewish uh, song festival rock song, <laughs> although it may have been, but it's sourced in the Zohar. Why? Because David HaMelech reveals how Amuna incorporates everything, even the externalities, and even which seems to be the opposite of Amuna. let's say bad things happening to good people. He says that's the power of David HaMelech, because he is the warrior that really established the ascent of Tshuva. And he was able to reveal the uniqueness of Hashem in every particular situation, and to reveal that the pow- what the power of true and proper tshuva is. And it can also change the evil into good, as we understand that the Zoh- that Yoma tells you, do tshuva out of love, zdonos, the intentional sins, nasus lo kizchiyas, become merits. So what, what does that mean? Everything comes from Hashem. Okay, but how about when you do an Avera? Is that Vera coming from Hashem? Is that part of the unity of Hashem? And Dara Melech is showing us, yes, he did certain Averos, but was able to bring out Hashem through the tshuva process in those Averos. And David Melech, more than anyone else, even though he was in situations that would be ones to cause tremendous despair, whether in spirituality or in physicality, but as he says in his final words uh, to his son and to Klal Yisrael, it says, Vayischazek David. David was strong. He strengthened himself in Hashem is God. And he always trusted Hashem with all his heart. 
He knew the inner secret that there's no reality to which Hashem is going to leave us to. And there's, there's therefore there's no reality of despair or stumbling. It's all in Hashem's hands. And he can change everything for the good if the person will just return to Hashem and believe in Hashem's unity with his whole heart and his whole truth. Because the Iker, the main thing is Amuna, not to ask any kashas, but to know that certainly Hashem is bestowing good for us now and in the future at every moment. And anyone who strengthens themselves and makes the efforts to get close to Hashem with a true heart, he'll see at the end how everything was there to glorify him more and more and more. And that's exactly what David HaMelech had to go through. David HaMelech, who was such a loyal citizen of the realm, he was such a loyal officer for Shol HaMelech. David did not have a, a mean bone in his body. And he did everything that was ever asked from him. He kills Goliath. He, he plays a harp for Shaul. He does everything. He fights. He risks his life. And for whatever reason Hashem chose, that Shaul should mistrust of it. And even he takes his wife away from him. He takes everything. He makes him public enemy number one. When David only and always meant only good for everybody. And there were times where he has to run for his life. He doesn't have any defenses. Hardly any. And Hashem always seems to get him out of the worst positions. And David HaMelech was able to take all the negatives and become the great David HaMelech that he was. He only became the great David HaMelech. As we said, uh, which class did we say this in? I believe it was the Shabbos morning class where Rabbi Nachman says, if you have any, any struggles in life, things that are difficult, it's because there's something deficient in you. And this struggle will take away that deficiency. And David HaMelech to be the real Melech, to know that it's only it's all Hashem and not him at all, would have to go through these challenges to rise up and it would, he'll turn, take every negative situation and make it into a positive. He could never have been the great David HaMelech had there not been all the negatives. And this is the... The, we, we, as much as we do, and a king can do more than anybody else, has to realize the tremendous amuna that he's absolutely doing nothing. He's just an agent of a Kaddish Baruch. And now in Gimel, we continue back to Eliyoha Navi. And we say, and this light of Motzei Shabbos, which connects the six days of the week to the Holy Shabbos, and the Jews receive on Matzi Shabbos, they, re they receive this light, which is the aspect of the future of the Mashiach, which is the light of Eliyah Navi, the one who will be the one to call out the redemption that will come through the Mashiach ben David. And that's why when we end Shabbos at Shalashudas, and the Tsar calls it Rava de Rava, the, the desire of desire. What is revealed right at the end of Shabbos, it's the light of Mashiach, the light of the resurrection of the dead. Because when the dead will be resurrected, Hashem's perfection will be totally revealed. Everyone will see how everything that was bad became good. And the truth is, everything was only for the Shekhinah, 
As it says in Tehillim, and his realm will rule over everything. Think about this. When the dead will come to life, can you imagine millions of corpses? Corpses for us is like that's the end. There's nothing left. There's nothing worse than a corpse, but it represents the end of life, a decayed corpse on top of that. And they'll all come to light and they will become the most healthy human beings that can connect with the soul imaginable. That's all what is Tchiyas Amesim all about. And the part of the true reality of Eliyah Novi will reveal to us this inner concept that every Jew is a portion of God on high, literally. And how every Jew really only wants to do good. And Hashem wants each and every Jew, no matter what his level is, he loves each and every Jew like a father loves every only child. And he waits all the time, even if the kid falls, he waits that he should return and immediately take him back. Isn't that what a parent waits for? No matter how wayward the child is, he's looking for the opportunity to bring him back. And this, in, in part, Dalit tells us, is the secret of Havdola to make use of this light in the right way. He says, the tzaddik says, however, if a Jew does not use the light properly and weakens himself in the service because he thinks that everything is Hashem, in other words, sometimes, as we said already, if Hashem's doing everything, so what do I have to do? I'll just sit back and let Hashem do everything. But he says that's not using the light properly. Because he says, he says, not only will you not enter in Ganeden, but also it's very likely that all the life will be taken away from you. As it says in Bereshis, says, Behold, I'm going to die. What does that mean? Because if a person does not use the secret of the unity of Hashem in a proper way, he can fall into an example of, as the Pasuk says, Hashem banished Adam and Chava from Gan Eden. And what did it, and the, and the, um, the Yalka Shimoni says, what is that like? It's like Hashem divorced, like a man divorcing a woman. Why? Because the secrets of the Torah is that uh, a person can be thrown out and supposedly divorced from Kedusha. And what ha- what's put at the at the entranceway to Gan Eden were those malachim with those swords that were fiery swords going up and down that don't allow the person who's not fit to use that great intellect. That everything's Hashem and he doesn't enter there. Th- they throw him out. You can't just say, well, Hashem is everything. I'll take it easy. No. And therefore we make Havdola Amotze Shabbos to know and understand that in actuality in this world, there is a reality of evil. There is a reality of darkness that we have to distance ourselves from. We have to be careful to only go in the ways of Hashem and the ways of Kedusha. And when we guard our ways properly and we again, Mavdil ben Kodesh Lachol, and we separate ourselves from Kodesh and Chol, Kodesh meaning areas where God's reality is more apparent versus the mundane where it's not, then we can enter into the inner secret of God's unity and repair everything from an inner emuna. And finally, this becomes the secret of the loose bone. Lamed Vav Zion. The loose bone. We know that when a person will be resurrected, it will be from that bone, the loose bone that many say is, is up, up at the top of the, by the neck over there, by the beginning of the vertebrae. 
which is the source of Trias Amesim. And where does that loose bow nourish itself from? It nourishes itself from the food of Malava Malka Tafka. Because since on Matzah Shabbos, the darkness begins to reign and the concealment of the six days of the week is very strong. So if a Jew, if a Jew grabs on to himself, and even as the darkness begins, but he knows and lives with the unity of Hashem and feels the truth that Hashem is found in every situation, even when things are going down, and he knows there really is no true concealment, but it's all divinity, then he can merit for Kedusha as the secret of the lose. And the secret of the lose is the concept of truth, as the holy books write. That interesting, Aleph the Gemara Salta says, the Malach HaMavis had no control in a city called Luz. Now, we're not only talking about a physical city, but in an existential state of Luz. Because Luz is the secret of Kedusha of the world to come, where the real truth will be presented, that Hashem is found in every aspect of existence. And, and even where it seems negative, Hashem is there as well, because Hashem lusts to have a presence, a domicile down here. It's interesting, the lose being in the back of your neck is like something you cannot see. <laughs> it, you could see most of your body, but right that's behind the nape of your neck, you can't even see it. It doesn't even look like it's there. But from there, the rebuilding will come forth. Why? Why Why will you be Zoycha? Remember, Tchiyas HaMesim is taking dead Gashmias and combining with the Neshama. So who deserves that? Someone who takes, when he goes into the world, the dead world, the world of darkness, and he brings his neshama into the darkness of the world, then Mida Keneged Mida, Hashem will take his dead body and bring the light of Hashem into the body and resurrect that body as well. So this is not just, you know, having another meal. It's not how much food you eat. Just a Kezayis. But that eating, we have to try to focus. I know it's hard a whole week long. But at least for that meal to focus, and this is a holy meal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And that's why I'm trying in the physical realm to bring God's light into this. We will see Amir Hashem tonight. When we do the Parsha class, we're going to talk a lot about the mitzvah of Lavoya, escorting a guest. And you'll see how there'll be a lot of overlapping ideas where the mitzvah of escorting a regular guest will be very similar to the idea of escorting Hashem out into the weekdays. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for that, and you'll see a lot of overlap and uh, uh, supplement. You mean, you mean like a Shabbos guest and walking up the steps? We will see. Exactly. We'll see uh, it all yeah. then.